Welcome to the FinGen Show. I'm your host, Ferris Alamy, and this episode is brought to you by Connecting Dots Globally, a nonprofit focused on supporting youth entrepreneurship in STEM and global settings. Today, I'm excited to have Zach Hoffman with us to share his story and his journey as an entrepreneur. Zach, welcome to the show. Hey, well, thank you, Ferris. Thank you for the introduction. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to talking to you today. Yeah, same here. I know we've practiced once before. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So this should be an easier one for us. So Zach, for, for our listeners and viewers, uh, would you please just tell them who's Zach and what do you do? Sure. So I am a transformational coach, uh, author um, currently. Uh, in my past, I was a athlete. Um, specifically, I played American football. I was blessed to have played uh, 10 years overseas. And I guess you could say that experience really shaped who I am today as an individual. It kind of inspired uh, me writing my book, the concept within the book. And it also kind of opened my mind to the world of intercultural competence and, and leadership and how they both tie together and how important it is to understand culture and take it seriously. And so for me, I'm just I guess you could say I've definitely been shaped by my experiences, and I'm definitely thankful for uh, my time abroad in, in those scenarios. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, you you have a very interesting actually background, and I'd like to dig a little bit deep into that if you don't mind. So this life transformation coach is specifically, it sounds like you're focused on athletes, right? That was initially your focus. I'm sure you do it for lots of other people. Walk me through that. Why why would you leave such a from from a from an outsider looking in, such a fancy world to get into, to be such a football player and mm-hmm. dabble into this entrepreneurship, maybe crazy world that uh, may maybe ups and downs more than a football player. I don't know. I'm just asking. The yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think this is something a lot of athletes struggle with, especially when their career comes to a sudden end, whether that be via injury or, you know, via not having the same skills as they once did when they were younger. And a lot of mistakes that athletes make, and I've realized and I've made myself, is not really having a plan B and kind of finding your identity solely in your ability to perform a sport and perform, you know, a skill on the field. And I kind of realized that, wow, how much power it could be to take a proactive approach to your post-career endeavors and really unlocking your true potential outside of athletics, rather than taking a reactive approach and just kind of saying, all right, well, I'm invested in, you know, being an athlete right now. When that's over, I'll kind of figure it out. Unfortunately, um, one can waste a lot of time just like myself. And so what I try to do is take these athletes uh, through the journey that I went through. However, you know, the mistakes that I made along the way, how do they correct those in order to kind of skip steps to reach their potential maybe quicker than they would have if they would have taken that reactive approach. And Like you said, I work specifically, well, not specifically, but mostly with athletes because uh, I can relate to them. I've been in the trenches. I understand how they're feeling, what they've done. And talking about entrepreneurship, I think athletes, you know, how they're raised in their sport, they have a lot of skills that can transfer over to to being a successful entrepreneur. However, the trick is kind of reshaping those skills that you've learned in sports and making them transfer effectively into the business world. Because- Unfortunately, a lot of athletes think, well, I'm a hard worker. I go to the gym, I work out. That's working hard. Well, yes, that is working hard, but it's only one variant of hard work. And for athletics, yes, that, that's productive. But when you move into the real world, 
that has to be just a part of your life, not your sole focus. So how do you kind of take that hard work and refocus it into something more productive and effective in terms of becoming an entrepreneur, becoming an author, whatever endeavor you have in mind, how do we use those skills that we already have and enhance them to reach our ultimate legacy and impact? So when did that moment came to you, Zach? When did you feel like, okay, it's time for me to move on to do X, Y, Z? Yes, I think, you know, it's funny because I probably knew the moment even two years before I stopped playing. I knew that, you know, I, my heart really wasn't in playing anymore. I was tired of getting, getting hit. I was tired of the injury. I was just, you know, it wasn't something that was fulfilling anymore. And so I kind of knew, but I guess you could say I was maybe afraid of discomfort at that point in time. And it's funny because my whole journey to Europe stemmed from embracing discomfort. And so you, I guess you could say I kind of lost my way a little bit and lost, you know, my morals and who I was. Um, but when I made that decision, I can honestly say I wasn't ready to make that decision because I didn't really have a plan. But I just knew that if I didn't stop, I would continue this cycle of, you know, always resorting back to my comfort zone, resorting back to the playing field resorting back to what people said I was good at. And I knew that it wasn't a sustainable life. I wasn't playing in the NFL. We weren't getting paid millions of dollars like these, like these guys do in, in, the, in the U.S. And I had to be responsible about my decision. And I guess it just came a point where I was responsible to make the decision to stop playing. But, and like I said before, what I try to help my clients with is help them realize that take a proactive approach and don't let sports identify you just let it be a part of you and if you can kind of understand that i think it will open your eyes to post-career endeavors and other options off the field and you won't have to end up like me in a lot of ways who you know i, I went through a two three year process of just kind of rediscovering myself reshaping my mindset what do i want in life what do i want to get out of life realizing how much i was short-sighting myself before by identifying solely with athletics and I feel like it's a dangerous trap that a lot of athletes, especially American football players in Europe, can get themselves into. So um, I'm hoping that, you know, I can kind of be a voice for that and kind of bring light to uh, the potential and the realities of our careers over there. Yeah, well, clearly, I mean, what you said, there's so many nuggets that we could take and unfold and learn from. And, uh, you know, I, I want to dig into a couple of those, if you don't mind. Uh, what sure. I'd like to take a short break right now. And come back in a few, you know, just after this, uh, you know, the short break. So let's take a break. I'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. And thank you for being with us. I'm your host, Ferris Alami, and this is The Fingen Show. And today we have Zach Hoffman with us, and he's sharing his entrepreneurial journey. Uh, what a what a story, Zach. And I remember a couple of things that you said just a few minutes ago. I would love to just dig a little deep on them. One of them you mentioned that you kind of knew two years before you took the, you know, the, you know, let's just call it, uh, you know, you know, jumping ship, you know, jumping ship. And when was that? Four years ago now? Is it five years? I can't remember. Yeah, As, yeah, it was about I would say four or five years ago. Yeah. And it's fascinating to hear that you kind of had the feeling, and it's really interesting to hear it, actually. And then it took you two years to really figure it out, right? Because a lot of times people think it's an overnight thing, and I have always believed it's a process. And I loved, uh, I think one of the quotes I usually like to use is, it might have been, I don't know, I think it might have been Warren Buffett who said it, I don't honestly know. 
I said, you can't get nine women pregnant and get a baby in one month. Uh, because it's just it takes nine months to get one thank god that's the case too (laughs) (laughs) that's true Uh, so you know there's a process right and whether we like it or not sometimes it's painful process right sometimes it's easy process and my experience in the entrepreneurial journey usually is a very painful process occasionally some people get lucky but most of us just struggle and we continue to struggle it's ups and downs uh, so thank you for sharing that because I think a lot of times people think that you just woke up one day and you're like, I could do X, Y, Z. So <laughs> I appreciate you being honest and open about the journey that you've taken. And I hope that others could uh, see your transparency. My question to you, as you went through this journey, and there's just so many nuggets, I don't know if we'll have enough time for them all today. Uh, you probably had your ups and downs and you probably had some ups and downs, the same moments, I'm assuming. Uh, what would be maybe one of your down moments where you felt, what did I just do? I need to go back to playing football or I need to do whatever X, Y, Z. Just one of them where you felt the world is ending and what, what are you going to do now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I remember actually my last game that I played in, I had a concussion and I, um, you know, had headaches constantly, couldn't really think straight, couldn't really concentrate Um, and so I didn't really know at that point, especially dealing with that concussion and that process, um, and not having football, not having my comfort with me. Um, that was a situation that scared me, honestly. And the first thing I thought of in that moment, uh, I can remember very specifically, I was laying in my bed because I had such a headache. All the lights were off because I was so light sensitive. And I was just laying in bed and said, wow, I can't wait till, you know, two or three months go by and I could start preparing for next season. And that was me kind of saying to myself, my mind, kind of my unconscious mind saying, just resort back to your comfort. That's where you belong. And I had to really catch myself within that moment because it was something that um, could have really been a trap for me because it would have been so easy to just jump right back in and, you know, go live, live life year to year. Um, play the sport that, you know, I've done my whole life. Um, but it was really a low moment, but it was also a positive moment because if it was low, because I felt like, wow, I can't go back. I made this decision. I can't go back. What do I do now? But at the same time from that moment stemmed this kind of new, or was the start of this new Zach. And I guess that's, you know, a lot of us has to realize sometimes when we hit rock bottom, we have two options. We can either resort back to our comfort or we can catch ourselves and realize that, hey, resorting back to that comfort has been the root of our problems. So how do we eventually, we eventually have to come to a point where we're willing to face those issues. And that involves adversity, that involves uncomfort, that involves dealing with things that, you know, give us nausea even sometimes, but it's necessary for growth. And I knew that that point um, despite it being a very low moment and a very kind of hopeless moment, it was also a, a big realization that this is the step that is necessary in order to reach your full potential. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. And, uh, you know, I'm sure in your entrepreneurial journey now, as you started this business five years ago or so, you've had also some of the moments where you felt you're touching the sky and you got your books published. And I remember <laughs> saying, the struggle with the book, with the laptop and everything else in between. Maybe you could just help us understand this high moments of like, maybe you could share one of those high moments where you felt you made it. Yeah. 
Well, I don't think I ever felt like I've made it. Um, and I don't think I ever will. Um, you know, I, I always think that you always have to be, you have to be growing and you have to always be open book. Um, I was definitely proud of that moment when my book was published, but you know, once that was finished, it was okay. Now, how do you market this? How do you get people to maybe want to read it? Um, and for me, that was honestly not the reason I wrote the book. I wrote it because it was kind of therapy for myself, you know, telling my story and my thoughts were, Hey, if someone would like to hear my story and read it and gets inspired by it, then it's worth it. Even if it, that's, even if that's one person. Um, but I would say in terms of recently a high moment for me was the realization that, um, you know, how important that family actually is. And I think being overseas for as long as I have, I took for granted of how important family is. And I think coming back to the States recently, having times with my nieces who are, you know, three and four years old, um, that was a high moment for me because I realized, wow, what if I would have missed out on this time? You know, I would never get it back. And I'm so thankful that, you know, I've just learned to appreciate the little things and things such as being with your family, spending time with um, your kids or your nieces or whatever, whoever that may be. Um, for me, I've kind of learned to embrace that as a high moment because I, for 10 years, I didn't really have those experiences. So I've learned to really appreciate those. Wow. Thank you so much. I mean, um, you know, and I appreciate you saying that actually, because I, I always have believed you should define success. Don't let others define it for you. And uh, success for someone may mean a million bucks, but success for someone else may mean 40 hours on the beach somewhere with the family. That's it's right. Just, it just you define it. Don't let others tell you what it is or how it is or what it should look like for you. <laughs> and you <laughs> mentioned that actually for a couple of times before. I loved it when you said, "Don't let your fans or people determine who you are just because of the sports that you play and make it part of your life." I thought that was beautifully said by you, and how you positioned it. I think that's a very powerful message for others to hear. And appreciate you helping us uh, know what touching the sky means to you. It sounds like you just keep touching, right? Just keep going. That's right. We're always reaching. Who knows if we'll ever get there, but that's the that's part of the beauty of it, the journey, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what we should be celebrating, the journey. Uh, one of the things I ask uh, Zach, a lot of individuals, and I know it's hard because uh, uh, the question is, what would you tell your young self five years ago, something that you know now that you wish you would have known then? Knowing that you probably would have never listened to it or you probably never even understood it then. But what would that be if you were to be able to tell someone today who's listening to this or watching this on YouTube or any other channel, what would you tell that young person who's thinking, I don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't want to jump ship. I don't want to start a business. I don't want to take this entrepreneurial journey. I don't want to be thinking like an entrepreneur. What would you tell that one young you back then? Well, I would say, and like you said, I probably wouldn't have listened at this time, but I definitely would have told myself to um, find your identity in your whole self, not one specific part of yourself, which for me was sports and athletics. Um, I defined a lot of my worth from my ability to perform on the field. And um, what I would tell myself now is, you know, at the end of the day, people aren't going to remember all the stats and the, how you performed on the field. And if they do remember that, they're not remembering you for the right reason. So um, focus on impact and focus on reaching your full potential in all aspects, not just, you know, one specific realm. And I believe that's what entrepreneurship is too. You know, um, we have ideas and we want to bring those ideas to life. And often our ideas span well beyond our 
you know, a specific field. And so I think it's so important that we encourage young people, especially to open their minds to all the possibilities that our modern society offers. And for me, I wish I would have known that as a young person, even though I probably wouldn't have listened just because my mindset was totally different than it is now. But it would have been nice to, to hear that definitely at that age. That's great. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. I agree. I mean, I, I, I think we all would not listen to what we would say to ourselves now. And I think uh, that's part of the challenge, but it's also part of the journey. But I also believe that the more we say it now, we hope that someone who's listening to it today, that this may be their third time or fourth time hearing it from someone else, maybe they'll capture it now. And I always say that actually in our programs, when working with entrepreneurs, I might go in and say, ABC is the best thing to do. And then, you know, they're like, whatever. And then Zach comes and say, ABC is the best thing to do. And they're like, that's brilliant, Zach. Thank you so much. <laughs> it might've been like two minutes after I said it, could have been two years after I said it. It doesn't really matter. It's just who said it, when they said it, and the atmosphere, there are all kinds of factors that goes into people's mind, as you know, that makes Absolutely. buy into now or not. But the key is we all work as a team on it. Zach, clearly we can keep you all day, uh, but I'm sure you have a few more things to do today. <laughs> and I want to just say thank you so much for taking the time uh, to be with us and sharing your insights and opening up uh, about your entrepreneurial journey. As you know, our goal here is to really bust some of these myths about entrepreneurship and what people think it is and having people like you who've really been transparent about, you know, you took a bl plunge and moved forward with your idea and here you are five years later, continuing your journey is really what we want to showcase and appreciate you making the time. Thank you, Ferris. Really appreciate you. Yeah. Those who are listening to us or watching us, thank you so much for being with us today. This is the FinGen Show. I'm your host, Ferris Alamy. Thanks for being here. Zach, have a good day. Thank you. You too.